I'm Brooke. And I'm Jamie. And this is the Truth Fairies Podcast. The truth hurts. So we will be giving our very biased and unqualified opinions on real life situations. From reality TV, relationships, and parenting, we'll cover it all. So So let's let's get started. Okay. Hello. You ready? Hi. I'm ready. Hi. Welcome to the Truth Fairies Podcast. I'm Brooke. I'm Jamie. And it is a beautiful day it's in Idaho. It's a beautiful day, and there is an ant crawling on the chair. <laughs> Piper would have nightmares for days. For days. She sees one ant, and it's like everything's contaminated. Oh, I hate that. She's suddenly like, I can never enter that room again. Yeah, that's unfortunate. She once had a backpack that got ants in it, like at school, when she was at outdoor school. Mm-hmm. We literally, she would never use it again. We had to throw it away. Because it had ants in it at one time. At one time or At another. one point in our lives. Yeah, she's gonna have to work through that. She's a psycho. <laughs> She'll, she has like she has nightmares about if she sees like an ant, and she comes in my room and like thinks she's seeing them. Like she hallucinates oh, them. Oh, that's terrible. And then she shakes. Like she literally shivers. Oh, I know. That's bad. I know. Hmm. Anyway. Anyway, how are you? We are podcasting. Yes, we are. I am good. And you have a cute love shirt with a little rainbow a little on it. Rainbow. Thanks. That's cute. Thank you. I got um, some new jeans as well. Nice. Look at you. Yeah, being I'm, a fashionista. Thanks. <laughs> um, what is tickling your fancy? Well, I'm going to tell you. Um, tell me. Unless you have anything else to report. I do have. I have not. We were supposed to return and report with something. The sheets. Oh, the are sheets. Are they still oh. magical? The sheets are so magical. Okay. I need yes. them. Um, I have to wash them. I haven't washed them yet. Yeah. Well, I don't wash my sheets every three days. So. Okay, good. So I was like, I don't know if I'm, am I confessing that I'm dirty? We're recording like way early this week too. So it's only been a few days. It's only been a few days. Yes, that's yeah. true. Um, okay. So I, maybe we talked about this, that I binge watched the ultimatum. No. I binge watched the entire ultimatum. How bad did you love to hate it? I hate it. I love to hate it. Do you hate everybody? So I will tell you who I hate and who so I don't So are you hate. done? Have you seen like done. the reunion Every, show and everything? Um, the after? The after the... I have not seen the after reunion show. <gasps> is that going to is that gonna be a game changer? Um, Not in terms of how bad you hate everyone. Okay. But things do change. You'll be a little bit surprised. Oh, no. Does April go back with her boyfriend? Maybe. Tell me. Wait, which one's April? The annoying uh, girl no. that Mm-mm. has big teeth that's, big rabbit teeth. that's trying to get pregnant yeah my word okay oh, no. like how about you decide whether you even want to be with this person before like any yeah go on okay so <laughs> this is your deal no it's our deal i first of all that one girl <laughs> i don't even know i don't they, i have so many um the blonde yeah that calls her fiance hunter instead of hunter, hunter. yes i noticed hunter. that Your, his name isn't hunter uh-uh. um and She has so many um, sharp, harsh angles on her face. Yeah. The nose, the cheeks, the chin. The personality. The personality. The The intrusive questions. Everything is... She She is off-putting. She is off-putting. And poor Hunter, because (laughs) that guy seems to have... You know what I think it is? I think that he he is more of a homely-looking man. Mm. And so I think he thinks he's got a real catch in her. Because she's like blonde and has super white teeth. And has a lot of facial, um, she's had a lot of work done. Yeah. And not good, not good, not 
No. She's like the classic Monet, where it's like, at first you just see the bleach blonde and the cute body, and then up close you're like, oh, but Ooh. how? Ooh. And yeah. it's probably more personality-wise than looks-wise she rem- is why I don't like her. But Yeah, she reminds me of, um, in is it in The Mask? It's The Mask, the movie The Mask. With Cameron Diaz? Yeah, when his face is in the like oh, the mask look, uh-huh. that's what she looks like to me. Speaking of, that other girl does totally look like Cameron Diaz. Do you know which one I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, 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 I do. Anyway, this girl is so off-putting, and she's so delusional. Mm-hmm. Like when, um, what's his name? I forget their names, but the one she was interested in the one guy, and he was like, I, you know, I don't see a future with you. I'm just not attracted to you. Well, and she pushed him as to why. Like yeah. he said, I don't see a future with you, and she pushed him. Why? Why don't you? You don't even know me. Blah, blah, blah. And then he admitted, I'm not He's attracted like, to you. And then she turns around and tells people <laughs> that it. he said she was unattractive. Uh-huh. He's like, <laughs> just said I wasn't into you. Right. She's so. like, he's such a jerk. You can do so much better. And then, yeah, and then she goes off and is like trying to ruin his, I don't know. She is nuts. And he, she is the one who didn't want to marry the guy because he didn't make enough money. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that was, that'll never last. Yeah, that show is a hot mess. It is. And again, if you have to go on a show to determine whether or not your relationship is going to last, it's not. Nope. It isn't. Just get out. Just save us all the time. You're save doomed. me my Saturday. <laughs> right? I don't have to waste an entire day watching that. So whatever. It's so good, though. What's tickling you right now? So I got a podcast recommendation this week from my friend Cassidy, who um, asked if I had listened to Bundyville. Oh. So my mind, where did your mind immediately go? Ted Bundy. It's not. Who it's is it? the Bundys of... Right wing <gasps> rancher oh, standoff. Um, what's his name? Ammon. Ammon Bundy. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be damned. And it goes all the way into their whole like history and story and how they became these radical. But it's more the dad, Cliven, and his son, I think it's Ryan. Okay, who, what mother <laughs> pushes out an eight pound baby and says, let's name this baby Cliven? Maybe in 1946. No, people did. Cliven? Yeah, I don't know. I kept being like, is it Clive? Is she saying it weird? Cl- is it Chive? <laughs> is it Claude? It's it's Cliven. Cliven Bundy. But it is fascinating. And it's very, like, relevant to our area. So the son, right. Ammon Bundy, is running for governor of our great state of Idaho. And... I'm just going to say, I, I think he's a... I was going to say, do you hate him more or less? More. Okay. It it has not even talked about Emmett, though. Oh, so but, it's just the backstory. Mm-hmm, but I'm, all, I'm on like episode five, six, I think, and I think there's seven episodes. Okay. But the brother Ryan, I guess, ran for governor of Nevada. Hmm. I think it's Ryan. I might be saying, I might be wrong wording. But it's... It, it's so interesting to see how these super, super right-wing, and it's not even like conservative. This is like off this the chart. This is so far to the right. So it's... far that it has become less about ranching rights and BLM and government overreach to now like hating any aspect of government mm-hmm. and then kind of becoming like the poster child or the like... Mm, like the idol of anything anti-government. Right. I feel like he is constantly seeking out opportunities to be um, 
like to pick a fight. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, he could, he, it's things he has nothing to do with, but then he chooses to like take up this challenge just because he wants to fight. That's like, exactly yeah. right. And it's like, we're like, we literally, he's in our town doing this. Yeah. So like something will come up and next thing you know, there's Ammon Bundy. You're like, is there a hotline? Chaining himself to the courthouse. Is there like a the... bat signal with an A? Like if you just like need someone to fight your fight, you just put it up and Ammon literally shows up. It's got a pitchfork. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's very weird. It, yeah, but the podcast is really interesting. It goes into the whole history. It goes back to the 1950s. And it's fascinating. Okay. I am going to be traveling this weekend, so I will have to... Bundyville. Bundyville. And it's like Oregon Public Radio is producing it. Wow. So it's like a highly produced... It's really good. Okay. Yeah. Good. So... Good, good, good. Yeah. Well, do you have something weird and wacky for me? I do. The weird and wacky world. Wacky world. Okay. So this tickled my fancy a couple of days ago. (laughs) I'm just going to read it. Um, It says, a man has opened up on the happiness of having his penis reattached to its right place after having it on his arm (gasps) for six years. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Okay. Oh, my gosh. Malcolm McDonald, whose old penis is said to have fallen off in the toilet, revealed his nightmare is now over following a successful nine-hour operation. (gasps) Fall off, you say? Uh, yes. De- um, Malcolm, age 47, discussed the ordeal on a new Channel 4 documentary, which is, which is set to air tonight. This was Monday. <gasps> so this is new. He said it was a nine-hour operation. The first thing I did was look down, and I was like, oh, my days. They got it this time. <laughs> he went on to gush. I feel like a real man again. Oh, honey. Yeah. Oh. Um, so his penis was said to have dropped off in 2010 following a horrific blood infection. What? Who knew? I'm going to need more about that. Who knew that you could just wake up one day and your penis would fall off? I feel like there's a lot of important parts of that that, I mean, right. I, how does that? I don't. It just, it's like tying a rubber band around right. it. Right. I've never heard of No. Just fall, like the skin unattaches? I don't know. There's so many things I want to know. Wow. Um, so his penis falls off. So he's going pee and suddenly it's in the and toilet. So it, yes. It literally, it said on here that, it, yeah, it fell off in the toilet. Good it, hell. Doesn't that leave a lot of just dangling parts? <laughs> <laughs> right? I, like your, your, um, Vast difference. Yes. For your, one? your urethra. Your urethra. There's what is tubes. It? There's blood tubes. vessels. What about your, um, your, um, ba 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 the tubes that have the stuff in it? No, I think they're still there. But like your... The vast difference. That's where the sperm goes through. Okay, okay. Well, clearly I don't know my male parts. Um, Anyway, I'm concerned. Um, That's his his, like feeling is concern. So his like his tube that his urine comes out of... It's just hanging there. It's just hanging there like a... Like a Like a floppy fire hose? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's a lot. Okay, so apparently it falls off, but his doctors built him a new six-inch penis, which was originally due to be attached on his leg, inside of his leg in 2015, but a lack of oxygen in his blood meant it initially had to be grafted on his arm. Oh, 
when you said which was originally. I thought you were going to say originally like smaller or bigger <laughs> than it's original. And who decides on the six inches? They just go for a national average, maybe? Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the national average is on penis, but <laughs> is the doctor like, I, you know, I don't know. How does six inches sound? Right. It's like when you're getting breast implants, you like try on the things. Maybe yeah. he had some like <laughs> prosthetics, like, well, they, I don't want to be too fake. Like. <laughs> yeah. So six inches. Okay. Um, and then due to COVID, it, his penis had to stay on for another year or two. So, so it's they, been on there for quite a while. they attach it to the arm just to grow the like blood and So like, it is literally like attached an implant. to his forearm, like a full penis. I don't. I all the pictures that it showed were blurred. So you could, oh. like so I mean I don't should you blur a penis that's attached to your forearm? I don't know. Like and that's why a is good that blurred question. in a photo? But anyway, it was like right on his forearm. So you don't know if testicles were involved? No, there were no testicles involved. Okay. But they did it and it says later on I'm getting all over the place. Um Sorry, I keep No. I'm, this is my favorite story ever. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um it let me let me Okay, it's, now it's talking about darts. I'll come back okay. to that. Um, it says it was created by Professor David Ralph at London's University College Hospital, who made it out of flesh from the man's arm in order to let him feel so he'd have sensation in it. Yeah. Um, then it says, eventually it said he will be able to prepare it for sex thanks to a pump in his scrotum, which will fill it with a saline solution. So this is like a fully operational, functional penis. Wow. Yeah. To live in this age, we are lucky. We are. Women out there are lucky <laughs> for this kind of technology. Um, but this guy apparently is a dart, like he plays darts. Okay. And it said that he revealed he even had to learn how to tuck his darts <gasps> under his member. So he was like stashing his darts under his arm penis. He's using it. Yeah. And there was another article about that. But I just went straight for the like. I don't think I would be utilizing it as another appendage. No, but, you know, no. men love their penises in any shape or form. Yeah. And it was just kind of growing off, hanging off of that. Wow. It's just such a this weird is real? It, this, this is, is real? This is real? There is supposed to be a documentary called The Man with a Penis on His Arm airing on Channel 4. But... I, I, please I, tell me it's streaming somewhere. I don't you know. Too, I'll pay um, money. Hold on. It says... This has got to be... Do I, you know what country? Well, this was in London, London University, okay. that oh this happened. Gosh. But anyway, it did say something about... Um, and I didn't... I just copied and pasted it on here. But it was... Um, anyway, you can go to the original article and it will tell you. I, I feel like somebody's pranking me. I feel like this is like a big <laughs> prank. But and we're reading and this it is Channel this. Four. This is it's, Channel Four is talking about this. I mean, probably London's Channel Four. I don't know. But um, anyway, back to this. It says Malcolm revealed this op the operation could be huge for his future. <laughs> I mean, in a lot of ways. No pun intended. No pun pun intended. Yeah. It, especially, it could be huge if he had only previously had a four inch penis. Yeah. Now he's moving up. And how many guys can say, like, here's a fun, like, <laughs> like, um, pickup line, Icebreaker. Right? <laughs> yeah, icebreaker. I once grew my penis on my forearm. But oh, then it says, um, he confessed this could be a turning point in my life. My luck in life hasn't been too good so far, but it can only um, go bad for so long, can't it? 
Um, and then he says, can you imagine six years of your life with a penis swinging on your arm? I can't. It's been a nightmare, but it's gone now. The little bugger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is so weird. This is all so weird. So tune in. See if you can. I'm sure if, it, if this is true, you can find a copy of the man with the penis on his arm that was aired on television. So I return and report. Love it. I know. Someone in London, please. Please. Call me. Call Call us. Right now. Yes. Wow, I have so many. So many questions. He's like, my life hasn't been very lucky. Yeah, you're... Yeah, yep, you're growing a dick on your arm. You lost your member in the toilet. You peed your penis off. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Okay. I love science. I do. Science. I never knew I loved science. No. And I bet his wife loves science, too. Oh, I didn't even say. I bet she left. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on. I can't. Can you do a whole hour about this? Can you imagine? Can you imagine, like, the um, mocking, like, the mockery, the jokes people could say? Six. I mean, that's six years of long sleeve shirts, (laughs) 1,000%. Hey, dick arm. He's kidding. In charge with li- like lewd public and lewdness con- conduct like excuse me sir you're gonna need to cover that arm penis he's out there just yeah wow a lot of things rubbing the, that was the rubbing <laughs> you think about it if your penises are yeah okay wow that took a turn he'd play with it all day all day long mm-hmm. right I mean how convenient. Right, you can't get men to get their hands off of their junk, much less if it's dangling on your (laughs) fork that close to your hand, even. (laughs) Just oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Now, how can you top that? Let's move on to Oh Honey and see if you can top this. Oh Honey. Oh. So I have one that's like kind of like usually. In our AITAs, it's kind of clear. It's like, you're stupid and or the other, you know. Yeah. But I really want to know what you think about this one and what you would do in the situation as the woman. Because I feel like we this could happen to any of us. Okay. So a man's writing and he says, me and my wife go to a social gathering, a group of acquaintances, all younger couples like us. Sometimes we meet for brunch, dinner, and so on. In this group, there is one guy who is a loudmouth. He needs to do all the talking and directing. He is also a big dude, like 6'3 or 4, and built. So he comes across as someone who pushes his weight around. We all know the guy. Yes, right? we know him. We hate him. <laughs> Usually after his self-directed lectures, he comes over to the couples to talk to them. Most hubbies tolerate it, possibly because of the size and intimidation factor. I wasn't particularly concerned, but kept my distance. The other day during a party, he came and sat with me and my wife on the couch and started talking to her. Naturally, I felt left out and joined in. Out of nowhere, he looks at me and says, sit down there, I'm talking to her, in the crudest way possible. I mean, I went into a state of shock, and my wife went through a schadenfreude moment. Schadenfreude? Do you know that word? I don't. Okay. Is it British? I don't know. And said, like, oh, baby, but she couldn't do much. So the awkward conversation continued. I went back home and took it out on her, suggesting that she could end the conversation instead of just tagging on his line. And now he's feeling bad for taking it out on her. Am I the mm-hmm. asshole? So he's asking, am I the asshole for taking it out on her, which... Yes, because yeah. it's misplaced frustration. But, I mean, it, it's hard. I feel like we might need more information. Because when that happened, if the, if I was in that situation, I would like to think that I would have been like, oh, excuse me, have you met my husband? Right. Like, I would, I would make it very clear to, like, 
re-enter. I mean, obviously, if they've been together before, he she he it's knows. It's like a group but, dynamic. But I would make it very clear that. Do you oh, think? I'm sorry. In that moment. Like, I feel like that would be such an awkward, like, startling moment to have right. someone talk to your husband that way. Yeah. Like, I never can think of things. Do you think in the moment you would, like... Yeah, I would be like, oh, maybe you've met my husband. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I But maybe even more out of, like, shock that somebody would act that way. Or then, you know, maybe even just say, um, oh, you know what, it's... Excuse me. And just walk... Right. I don't know. It's just so weird. It's so weird because it doesn't matter who is... Who, like, the dynamic of the relationship is necessarily. If you're in a group social situation and there's people on a couch and you come over and start a conversation, you don't ignore the other person. Right. If they, like, it's weird for them not to be in on the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So for him to be like, I'm talking to her, that is so out of line. So rude. So rude. But I feel. But what do you do? Like, I wonder how little this man is. Oh, right. For him just to back down that. And then go home and bully his wife. I know. Yeah. But was she in the wrong not to say anything? Yes, I think so. Like his obligation as the man to be like, excuse me, like I, you're talking to my wife. I don't know. Both. It's both. It's both. They both could have handled it differently. Um, But yeah, I feel like she especially could have. She should have been the one to speak up just because she is kind of the middle. And that way it would be like making it very clear to him that she would like her husband to be, you know, like respecting her husband. I don't know. It's just weird all the way around. I like your idea. Like, you've met my husband. No, I am. Excuse me. Did you think I was just a single lost? Andre the Giant. (laughs) This is my husband, Pansy, who is stepping away from this conversation. We once had a friend who wasn't big, but he was like the most loudmouthed person. And I remember one time he was, we were like on a full camping weekend and he just kept like pushing my husband around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now my husband would not let that happen. But like, you know, when you're young and you're just like, mm-hmm. you don't want to rock the boat. He just kept kind of like telling him what to do and Finally, I literally snapped at him and yelled at this guy. I was like, you are driving me crazy. And it was like the most awkward. I'm like, sorry. I think I Bye. was like on hormone therapy at the time. I'm like, I'm sorry. My hormones are getting to me. But like. Stop bullying my husband. It's weird to have adult bullies. Yeah. But they exist. And do you think they're just oblivious? Like, do you think it's intentional? Yeah. I think they like the power. Mm. Like, clearly he's getting off on being that way and putting other people down and making other people feel less powerful or invisible. Yeah. Which is like the worst kind of bullying. Right, right. Like, like call just, me names. Don't do the subtle, like... Yeah, like disregarding you, kind of. Yes. People are terrible. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I thought that was kind of a, like a... Ugh, weird um, one. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to move. I have <laughs> I have a really good one, but I'm going to save that one for later. Okay. So there, that is your um, plug to stay with us till the end. Okay. Okay. Um, this one is, I have a stripper pole in my bedroom because I like to pole dance for fun. Okay. Who doesn't, you I say. You go, girl. You work it. You work it. Um, who was, were we talking about doing a pole dancing class? No. Um, maybe it was my, oh, it was my f- girls from work were talking, you know, like you can go and do like a pole dancing class. Really? Yeah. It's like a workout class. It's like you learn, you know, fall on my Do face. you know how much 
strength you have to have to hoist your ass up a pole. It is insane. Not even mentioning doing it while you're looking, trying to look sexy, right? I mean, I would be like, it'd be like me in third grade trying to climb the rope in elementary <laughs> Which I never school. could. Grab I and, have no upper arm strength whatsoever. Yeah, it would and not be And the ab pretty. strength? Oh, yeah. And those splits in and the air? And the legs and the flailing. Oh. It wouldn't be pretty, but... Over time, I'm sure we would be amazing. Well, if you go with your girlfriends from work, you're going. I was going to say, I'm going to be pissed. Okay. So this girl says, I'm not very good at it, LOL, but I'll get better with practice, whatever. She says, I also babysit my four-year-old niece every other weekend, Friday to Sunday, because my brother and sister-in-law work. I love this arrangement. I get plenty of time with my little love. And when she is there, I obviously don't practice on the pole. (laughs) But it's a pain in the ass to get it down, so I just leave it there. My niece asked me what it was for, so instead of lying, I told her I use it for exercise. When her mom was working out at home yesterday, (laughs) she suggested that she exercise on the spinny pole that Auntie has in her room. (laughs) My sister-in-law freaked out and told me when her daughter is here, I am to take the pole away, and it is not optional. Oh. Um, she said, I said no, obviously, because she's four and doesn't know it's a stripper pole. She doesn't know what a stripper is. She just knows that I exercise on it. My sister-in-law has a long history of being demanding when it comes to my niece. So now she's threatening to stop my time with her. I am willing to make this my hill to die on because I keep it. I keep her overnight for free. Yeah. But now I leave my brother without childcare when they need it the most. I just want him to have his wife calm down. Um so, yes. So is is she in the wrong for not taking, taking down her stripper pole? <laughs> I've seen those, and they, I think they are a big pain to, to put up and take down. Yeah. And it sounds like she's a single gal, living her best life. Yeah. Getting her fitness on. Yeah. And you know what? It doesn't have to be a sexual strippery thing. Right. Like I it, mean, she's not doing it in front of her. Right. <laughs> she's not in her, like, thong. <laughs> yeah. In her pasties. And and I think it's probably not the worst thing for a little girl to see someone she looks up to, like, being empowered in a, not a sexual way necessarily, but, like, in a body positivity, like, this is the way I like to work out and I'm learning this skill. And yeah. I don't think it's that big of a deal. She doesn't know that it's... A sexual thing. Right. And and it is for X. You know what? And regardless is if, if she's like whoring it up on the pole when the little girl's not there, you are getting free daycare. Yeah. I have such an issue with people that just take advantage of other people. Yeah. It's like you're bringing your kid over, somebody who loves your kid. Right. And on the weekend right. is babysitting your, kids, your kid overnight on the weekend. And she, yeah, she's like a like, young single girl yeah. that does this every weekend. That's yeah. huge. Mm, that is huge. I think the mom's probably, I think she should call her bluff. I think the yeah. OP sh- like should go, yeah. you know what? Sorry. I'll keep my bedroom door closed or, you know, it's or easy to do. Maybe she lives in a studio apartment. Maybe it's, you know what? Or maybe. I would just be like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. If you want me to walk, you know. I will not let my whore friends come over. I will make the strippers go home. I will not run lessons, and I won't escort while she's here. But I'm not taking down the damn pole. No. It's her exercise. Yeah. And you know what? And she'll probably calm down. Okay, whatever. Well, I love, yeah. I just think, and I know we've talked about this a million times before, but when people are doing things for you for free, you don't get to, I mean, obviously, if it's something that's harming the child or whatever, obviously, but... She, like we talked about the lady before that um, 
wanted the girl to quit, her sister or somebody to quit dog sitting so yeah. that she could babysit her kids. Yeah. Like, you don't own me. Right. You don't get to decide. You can decide not to send your four-year-old over. That's yeah. fine. But hopefully the, she would let her spend time with her somewhere else. Yeah. So I guess they both need to decide. I mean, she says this this is her cross to die on. So yeah. she's not going to take it down. So I think... I think this mom is, is going go to go one weekend on. without that free babysitter and go, you know what? We're going to let her keep the I'm poll. I'm going to rethink this whole poll issue. Yeah. Why don't yeah. you teach her while you're at it? Yeah. Why don't you teach me while you're at it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was like when we went to the most awkward Christmas party ever with the stripper that I told you about. It was in a previous episode where we went to literal Christmas party, office party, and they got a stripper for oh, the yeah, boss yeah, yeah, for yeah. his birthday as a joke. And it ended up being like, I mean, they said it was going to be PG. And I was like, wow. Wow. <laughs> and then my husband, Aaron, that's like the most social person ever, like went and got her whole life story. And like, so how did you learn? Like, <laughs> like I'm like ready to go like nine months pregnant. Like, dude, I've, I'm feeling so awkward right now. What do you say you don't spend the whole evening with the stripper? <laughs> how about you just enjoy the show and move on? He can't. He does not know how to be in the presence of somebody else and not know everything. And not, and not questions. Like, What's your business model? Yeah, he's so intrigued by everything. It's so funny. We go to like a festival or like a... We went to, like, an ice festival in McCall, and he's like, I wonder how the sewage system handles this influx of visitors. I'm like, what? Please stop. Why? We are not going to go talk to the guy about the toilets. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It's just how his brain works. He's so funny. Oh, that's great. Okay. Glasses are coming on. Oh, here we go. Because I'm 80,000. I, female 30, am eight months pregnant. I take public transportation to work daily. I'm always exhausted because I have to work extra time to be able to afford basic necessities. I take the bus to work every day, and oftentimes it's packed, but I get lucky enough when decent folks volunteer their seats for me. Now, I should mention that I don't use my pregnancy as an excuse to get what I want, but people just offer me their places by themselves, which is kind of sweet. Wednesday, I get on the bus like usual, but this time there's one empty seat. I go to sit, but I find a guy in his business attire sitting there with his hand on the empty seat, sort of like resting it. I say, excuse me, and ask him to remove his hand so I can sit, but he tells me the seat was taken. I ask by whom, and he says his hand. (gasps) Not not gonna lie, I laughed a little, but wasn't feeling well, so I asked him to remove it so I could sit, but he refuses again. Folks start telling him I'm tired and need to sit, and he replies saying my pregnancy isn't his problem. I had enough at this point. My legs were burning and my back was hurting. So I go ahead and sit on his hand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That'll teach him. <laughs> he freaks out and tries to remove it quickly while shouting at me. He then starts arguing about how disrespectful I was to do this inappropriate thing and in public, no less. I argue back, not going to lie. She says NGL a lot. <laughs> NGL. But then he gets off after saying I was being inappropriate and disrespectful. Everyone stares at me and I just sit there feeling a bit of shame about what happened. I tell my husband about this incident and he WTF'd the entire time, then says that I did indeed act inappropriately and shouldn't have made this guy uncomfortable by sitting on his hand like that. He tells me I effed up and this was totally inappropriate despite me saying I was so tired of standing and was in desperate need to sit down. (laughs) A-I-T-A. You know what? He was being a dick. I'm just going to say it. You know, that, like, 
and it doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with her being pregnant or female, whatever. You don't get your whole hand doesn't get a seat. <laughs> your hand does not get a seat. No. Unless your hand is cousin it. Yeah. It doesn't and get is a seat. walking and talking, <laughs> then it just needs to. Well, no, cousin it was the hairy guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's, uh, it's the, the, thing, the thing. The thing. The it. Thing, hand? The hand from Adam's family. Okay, we all know what we're talking about. Thank you, that thank damn you. hand. The yeah, damn hand. I just think that, and he, he sounds like just an arrogant yeah. jerk. Like, Who? why wouldn't you, you know, it's like when people sit with their legs as far apart as they can possibly be. Right. You know, like to not. Or take off their shoes on an airplane. And stick them over the seat. Uh-huh. People are so rude. I think it's great that she sat. He deserved she it. Sat on it. I wonder how far into the seat it was like if it was just a little bit and she just maybe got the side of a butt cheek on his hand great <laughs> and did he see that coming and like not move yeah he like he was holding did. his ground and she was holding hers mm-hmm. and then he was eventually holding hers too <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder like how far like did her actual whole entire butt sit on his hand and then he had to like wedge it out or she had to like yeah i wonder she should have farted on it (laughs) she should have broken her water on it (laughs) oh that would be funny but would our opinion would our opinion have been different if it was a woman sitting with her hand out and a man sat on it yeah sorry but yeah why well why uh a guy goes to sit down and she's like no my hand is on this seat (laughs) Would we be appalled if the man sat on her hand? Yeah. I, yeah, I think I would be. Why? I don't know. Because I, I have... Cause so I'm women can be shitty people? Because she was pregnant. and it has like, nothing to do with it. And also, I was raised, like, whenever I would be on public transportation with my dad, and I think even now, probably as a 75-year-old man, mm-hmm. if a woman, if there's no seats and a woman of any age walks on the subway or wherever we've been traveling, he gets up. Right. 100% of the time. Right. So I was raised, a man does not sit if a woman is standing. But here you are now, a woman is sitting and taking a second seat with her (laughs) hand. And man comes in, one seat available that her hand is in. Should he be able to sit there? Yeah, she should move her hand. But I don't think he should sit on it. (laughs) I do. I think he should sit on it. The same, because uh, she is being an a-hole. Yeah. If she's being an a-hole. For sure. Then she get, he gets to sit on her hand. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's agree to disagree. Let's agree to agree. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I agree, I, but I don't think a woman would do that. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of a-holes out there. No, you're right. Unless it was like a safety thing, like she was scared. I don't know. Okay. I'm reaching right you're, now. You are reaching. I really am. Okay. Okay. This is my favorite one. (laughs) This is so crude and inappropriate and funny that I love it. Okay. Um, She said, I was eating some leftover sushi while my husband lay naked next to me taking a nap. Why? That doesn't, I don't feel like those go together. Mm -mm. Okay. Something about the sushi and the nudity. Uh Uh-uh. And maybe we're just jaded by the guy growing his penis on his arm. Maybe. But. Either way. Maybe we're picturing dangling things all over the place. Oh, everywhere. Okay. So I'm eating some leftover sushi while my husband lay naked next to me and taking a nap. I gently pried open his cheeks. <laughs> and mouth, mouth cheeks? <laughs> his butt cheeks. What? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> and nestled a single slice of Philly roll softly against his anus. <laughs> no way. Just softly, very gently, very gently against his anus. <laughs> Enough that he didn't wake up. He woke up several hours later and found the sushi. He smeared it all over me in revenge, and we had a great laugh about oh. it. Like, it was a funny joke, whatever. And she prank said... Prank on you, prank on yeah, me. Yeah, prank on the sushi. <laughs> prank on all of Philadelphia. <laughs> I posted about it on Reddit. She says the post went somewhat viral, <laughs> and now I've received dozens and dozens of death threats, <gasps> messages and comments telling me to kill myself, people telling me I sexually assaulted my husband. <laughs> People are going through my post history and reaming me, calling me a bitch, and telling me that I'm a red flag and that my husband should leave me. Wow. <laughs> she said, I took a picture of the sushi lodged in his ass sheets and sent it to some people who didn't believe me. My husband was aware and cracked up about that too. So husband is like on, like, it's a joke. Yeah. He's on board. Um, now I have probably easily 300 messages and comments begging me to see the sushi anus <laughs> <laughs> and a solid number of folks who think that I'm equivalent to John Wayne Gacy for sending the pictures of his unidentifiable sushi stuffed ass crack. <laughs> Love this writer. As she writes, Reddit is wild, y'all. Reddit is wild. <laughs> so what are your thoughts? First thoughts, who has leftover sushi? I've never I, not finished my sushi. Right. Irrelevant. And is it good to eat? Do you save? Uh-uh. Okay. I've never heard of leftover sushi. Okay. I just, that struck me as A, completely unrelated to the story. Okay. B, she gently nestled it in. She gently. didn't shove it up the hole. It's just resting <laughs> ever so lightly on his anus. so lightly in the plush area, it wasn't... It wasn't jammed. It wasn't up anything. I mean, this it sounds like a little... There was a little space to put it. There was no probing. No. That's, <laughs> yes, that's what I'm getting at. There was no probing. Nothing was penetrated <laughs> by it was the sushi. Gently resting. So <laughs> gently that it didn't wake him up. It was like she just lifted up one side. I'm imagining. And, and just tucked. Lightly tucked. Lightly tucked. See, you fall asleep naked. I'm not saying it's you're open. Any, no. I'm not saying anything's game. Like, but he's also in a safe place. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think he's and he knows she knows the audience. She knows how he's going to react, right? I that's, mean, yeah. And if somebody was gently putting sushi on your anus, would you I would wake up. The minute my anus was touched, I would be wide awake. Right. Or even just the cheek lifted, mm -hmm. I would be immediate. Like, whoa, so where are we going? So probably a very comfortable, clear, if he's sleeping ne naked next to his wife. Whilst eating sushi. I'm imagining he's comfortable with his nudity. So, and clearly if, like, he woke up, laughed, threw it at her or whatever, they have this right. <laughs> dynamic. There, <laughs> there, there have, have been many a roll tucked <laughs> in many a places. Sounds like this is a thing they do. <laughs> so anyone claiming like that she assaulted him, like if he had woken up and felt 
probed, I, assaulted, <laughs> violated. Felt violated. Then I think people could be like, dude, yeah. Yeah. But if he wakes up and is like, oh, good one. You got me again. Yeah. And then smeared it on her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she got she got what was coming she to her. She was sharing a funny story. And this whole thing of people getting death threats, like you hear that from like reality TV people will be like, I've had people literally like death threats saying I should kill myself. It's like, why do you need to be like that? Yeah. <laughs> why are you the, the way that you what's are. it called? <laughs> why are you the way, way that, that you, you are? are. Um, but what's like the what's it called when somebody like avenges? Um, yeah. You know what I'm talking like about? Like a crusader. Like, yeah. Know. Why do you why are you well, who are you a and you're just popping out of the woodwork to like fight against all injustice. Why are you so angry at someone yeah. else's situation that they're not even angry this about? This is a tiny piece of sushi that you, nestled you, in you, the cheeks of someone she loves. <laughs> Who among us? Who not. among us? I just love it. I think it's hysterical. Now, the picture part, <laughs> maybe too far. I don't know, but he didn't seem to care. You know what? And again. You've got to have the proof. He knew and was fine with it. Like, I would know never to share a picture of my husband's sushi stuffed <laughs> anus to other people because that's not really our thing. That's not the dynamic <laughs> of your relationship. But clearly, it is his. It and is he theirs. Went, he gave permission. Yeah. He was consenting. <laughs> we all have weird things. <laughs> oh, my gosh. People need to. Reddit is a Reddit bananas is hot place. It is a hot mess. I love Reddit. I do too. I didn't even know about Reddit until one year ago. I know. Now. I just me. thought it was like a thing of the like I passed. Like, like it, it seemed, was it was like um what's it called? Like MySpace. MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> it was like an old chat room. Did you have MySpace? No. I didn't either. No. I didn't either. I was too that was too worldly for me. <laughs> I was too scared of the internet perverts. Yeah. Chat rooms. I, it seemed like it started out as like a band thing. Yeah. Didn't it kind I of? I don't know. It just, like everybody that was really cool had a MySpace. Hit me up on MySpace. Yeah. But I was like, no. oh, I'm scared. <laughs> I don't want strangers. No. I did do chat rooms. I did have a chat room I, boyfriend I at one point. Did some, I did a little dabbling in chat rooms. But yeah. it was, I, I remember thinking that chat rooms were going to be a lot more exciting than what they were. Uh-huh. And then you'd get in there and it'd be like, hey. 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 I was pre-Facebook. I was part of this, I guess it was just a website, but it had like a chat feature. Mm-hmm. It was called Two Peas in a Bucket. And it, no, this was crazy. This was a scrapbooking community. I remember hearing about this. It was huge. If anyone listening was a P. <laughs> <laughs> was a two P. I can't remember what. I think two I just, P's in a bucket. You return and report. Please. Because I need some validation that it was a psycho, psycho place. So there was like this whole like it was like Reddit where you'd start a thread and then you'd get comments. But the whole there was this whole section that was called non scrapbook related. So it was basically like now we have Facebook groups. It was mm-hmm. like a Facebook group. Ask questions, comment pre Facebook, obviously. Right. And it was thousands and thousands of people, but it was like a hierarchy. So there were like the popular peas uh-huh. that kind of like dominated the space. The, that dominated the pod. Yes. The bucket. There were like bullies. There were trolls. And then this was like back before I knew like PC. Were, like I mm-hmm. didn't know. So like one time like I was like making a comment and I like called myself retarded. 
Ooh. Like, I'm so retarded. Like, yeah. how we used to clear back in the day. Right. Like, I didn't read, I had never heard that that was offensive. Like, I was just calling myself that. Now I would never, ever. Right, right. Because it's totally, yeah. Yeah. But I was, like, fully attacked and, like, hate. Like, Your it was. Your pee was assaulted. My pee was humiliated <laughs> publicly. But that play, like, if you were a pee, you knew. Wow. Pretty That's, interesting. It was. And then with Facebook, it kind of dissolved. Does it still exist? No, I went to look it up the other day because I was curious and a few months ago. Gone. And it's gone. But it was like a whole scrapbook store. But you would also like post your, um, what's it called? Like layouts? Spreads? Oh, what uh-huh. were they called? Spread? Let's not call them spreads. <laughs> After the sushi <laughs> story. After the sushi and the pole dancing. We'll call them something else. Layouts? I can't remember what we called yeah, them. Yeah, but like your and template. And people would like your... critique your scrapbook pages. Whoa. And, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you were like, I mean, people would spend like $50 on like one scrapbook page. Which is nuts. I mean, it was so interesting. Yeah. Mm. Please, if you were a P, reach out. Reach out. Tell us all about. And if you know the head P, (laughs) if you are the queen P, (laughs) we'd like to have you on our next segment. Guess what my screen name was? Oh, no. (laughs) What? No, it's so good. Scrapbrooker. (laughs) (laughs) that's so dorky (laughs) scrapbrooker scrapbrooker it's like when i was little i wanted to get a personalized license plate that was j m e z jamie's jamie's that's awesome (laughs) yeah yeah Wow. Okay. Not as cool as it was. I'm at the time. I'm like, that's so bad. Eh? It is. I have a personalized plate. <laughs> Maybe it was when I ended up not getting. I was gonna get. Um, what's it called? Uh, ooh, Beretta. Is it Beretta? Oh that, yeah. Or no. Anyway, it was something like that. Brand new. I was gonna get a brand new Beretta. <gasps> My. It had 18 miles on it. I oh, went and gosh. looked at it. Picked it out. It was. Like a that weird blue green color, but at the time was really cool. Uh-huh. And then I um, got pregnant in high school, and so ooh, we mm. thought we better invest that money somewhere else. Baby Beretta. Yeah, so um, I ended up getting a. <laughs> uh, I used Pinto. Uh, no, almost. <laughs> it was a. Uh, oh my gosh, I can't. It was like a like a brown. Pontiac or something terrible. Um, yeah, so I didn't personalize that because it was... <laughs> didn't want anyone to... Mom car. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 43 and I've never had a new car in my entire life. It's okay. I know. It's okay. You oh, lose man. value. Yep. Right out of the chute. So. My, my husband is too practical for that nonsense. Yes, he is. Too practical. Yes. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Okay. Well, what you got for... Um. So, the Baron... The Barren truth. Barren truth. I posted a Facebook. I didn't post a face. I posted a comment, a question on Facebook that I just want some feedback for. It's not really a question. Okay. I just want your opinion. Okay. I want to know what your thoughts or experiences are on deja vu. Deja vu. Deja vu. Can I just say, I have not had deja vu I can't remember the last time. Really? I don't have it. Mm-mm. Wow. I remember having it as a kid and like a teenager and probably a young adult, but I almost don't even remember what it feels like. I just remember being like, whoa, I've been here before. Like this, and it lasts, and then when it keeps going, mm-hmm. it's like that weird feeling of when it's going to end. Are you like, am I asleep? Like it's a weird, mm-hmm. yeah. But I don't, 
I haven't had it in so long. Okay, listen to this is something that's weird. Your mom said, when I was a kid, I used to have it every once in a while. Now that I'm older, never. Yeah. So maybe the hails grow out of it. We grow out of it. Or I wonder if it's because I have the worst memory of all time. (laughs) That everything is new. (laughs) You're the kid that they could take your Christmas presents the day after Christmas and rewrap them next year. And you're like, oh, yeah, I wanted this. Yes. I had no idea. My daughter lost her phone in Seattle, and I can't even get mad. Are you kidding me? Yeah. How many phones has she lost? I I don't even know. Three or four? (laughs) I know. And guess where she is right now? Where? Driving to a gas station because she got a letter in the mail saying, I'm the guy at Sinclair. You left your wallet here. I don't know why he has an accent. Because he said, I thought you would have come and got it a long time ago. It's because he sent it on the Pony Express. Yeah. He had to send it through snail mail. Her wallet's been missing for weeks. There's not. She got a letter from the gas station saying, I have your wallet. Oh, that's very kind, though. Yeah. One time the Dutch Bros, one time she left it at Dutch Bros, and they put it in our mailbox in a little Dutch Bros cup. Yeah, I remember that. Um, that, Wow, yeah. So, okay, back to deja vu. Back to deja vu. Here's some comments. Um, Jamie, our Jamie, said, it's real. (laughs) Somebody else posted, this is one of my old students. He said, where have I seen this before? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's completely real. I have had many experiences. Um, (laughs) My friend Nicole posted... All I've got for you is I'm me. And nobody else will know what that means, but my sister will know what that means. And anyway, I'm me. I'm me. When she was little, she used to always like get in these weird like moments and she'd be like, I'm me. Like it's so weird that I'm me and there's not another me in the world. And anyway. I know what sh- I know what she means. I felt that way all the time you when felt I was little. I'm me. All the time. Like it was like this, you're this little tiny me mm-hmm. in the universe. I had that feeling all the time as a kid. Yeah, Nicole always was. Nicole, I'm me Nicole, too. Nicole, she's me. Um, okay, it's a common part of my life since childhood. It's very real. Okay. Um, it's so real that it feels like you're supposed to be in that moment. Um, Carly, this is my sister-in-law. She said, I had one the other day. Where, well, she said that first part where you're supposed to be in the moment. Mm. She said, I had one the other day while I was holding both of my babies. Aww. So it was like reaffirming that right. this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, okay, this lady says, um, oh, she said, I've experienced in the midst of it happening. I've said or foreseen what's going to happen next before, like, the episode was over. And yeah. she said, and I wasn't wrong. Hmm. So it was, like, kind of almost like a premonition-y. Yeah. Um, let's see. Blah, blah, but blah. But is that the same as deja vu? I guess if you're feeling like I've been here like and I've I know what Like I've been here and then I know and then it happens. Because I'll have premonitions sometimes, but it's not like I've been here. It's just like, ooh, I just, like like when, yeah. Say it. Well, just, I had told on the pod when we got hit by a car, it wasn't like a bad accident. Oh, uh uh-huh. But I was like, we're going to be late because we're going to get hit by a car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that (laughs) was. I said it in my brain. That was like weird. It was really weird. Okay. Um, Let's see. This one says, um, this happened just a couple of days ago. Sometimes I catch it in the middle of it happening. I'll have a vivid dream with no sound. Then a while later, I've lived, I lived the dream. Oh, that's different. <gasps> yeah. Um, like yeah. a daydream, sounds like? I, yeah, kind of. Like they kind of see it happening yeah. and then it does. Yeah, or maybe it's even he has the dream and then later has that. It's, so it's actually like deja vu of the dream. Oh. So it's like deja vu and a premonition in one. I have, when I go to sleep every night, I remember my dream from the night before, which hmm. almost feels like a deja vu. Not really. 
It's just weird. Hmm. Like when I'm starting to like get relaxed, it's like my dream from the night before comes back. And then I can be like episode two. Like I can kind of choose. Go back into it. Like, I love that. Do I want that dream again or should I move on? And I've had very unrestful, like kind of um, unproductive dreams lately. Uh-huh. Do you ever have those? Yeah. Where you're like, oh, I felt like my subconscious didn't get out what it needed to get out. Well, I have sometimes have dreams that like I'm working all night and uh-huh. then I wake up and I'm exhausted. And then you have to go to work. My gosh, dang it. Yeah. I just put in an extra shift. So did you read any theories about what deja vu is? No, I have. Nope. I just am putting this out there. I just want to know what your thoughts are. And I think we should come back to it. Yeah. Because um, I think there's a lot of weirdness. Like. There's, I've heard people say that like we live different, like people who believe that we live different lives yes. and that it could be like some sort of like a crossover of that. Right. Where you're maybe experiences from a previous life that parallel or something. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know, but I have heard, it. Do you have Not it current, a lot. like now as an adult? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I just recently, and I can't remember the incident, but I, when I, when I came across this comment about deja vu, I was like, oh my gosh, that just recently happened. And I wonder who, it's such an internal feeling that's hard to describe. I wonder who came up with the word and how that became such a central idea that everyone understands. Every, yeah. Because it seems like such a vague, like, feeling. Because right? you almost can't pinpoint what it is that you're, because yeah. it's not like you've really, ex- I don't know, you just get the feeling it's that just I'm, this deja is familiar. Vu. It's just a familiar feeling. Yeah. And because sometimes it's like maybe you know what's happening, but for me at least, most often it's like we've done this before. Uh-huh. Like I just and when it happens, sometimes, sometimes it's so like uncanny that it almost like I'm teetering on freaking out about it. Uh-huh. You know, like you're in the middle of it and it's like, oh, we've done this. Why is this still happening? Yeah. And then it's like it'll pass. But sometimes it's like if this goes on much longer, I'm totally going to freak out because it's so bizarre. Because it's different than like we've been in a similar situation or we've yeah. had this conversation. It's a it's a weird mm-hmm. like metaphysical feeling yeah, it's that like, you get no, in your brain. We have literally done yeah. this. Is. In this moment. I've heard people with ADD have it more often. Really? I don't know if that's true, but I wonder if your brain is almost like ahead of itself. Mm-hmm. So like say you're in this, like you can be in multiple dimensions or whatever, uh-huh. or, and say your brain is kind of working faster. It's almost like it's having the moment a split second before you're having the moment. Okay. I don't know. Or what if we're really in the future? And we're time traveling backwards and re-existing. And now the deja vu is because we really have already done this. It's like a three, it's like in the future. It's like a three-second reset. Like people have reported like suddenly they'll be about like they've get, gotten hit by a car. And then it's like five seconds in the past and they're standing right where they were. Mm-hmm. When I read my weird Reddit stories. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like you're, yeah. It's like almost like life, Matrix. Yeah. It's almost like live TV, how they put it on like a five-second delay so that they can... Um, hit to, um, mute. They mm-hmm. can like mute the sounds if someone swears or like oh, uh-huh. if like there's a nip slip or whatever on live TV. Oh, wow. Where were they during the Super Bowl? <laughs> it was after that that they started that. Wow. So I wonder if our life is on like a five second like delay. Delay. So that if God or the universe or whatever needs to like intervene, they can, they can hit the reset button. <gasps> I like that. I know. I almost don't. That's weird. Okay, but I'm gonna I am gonna do some research and yeah. I will return and report next week. Okay, thank week. you. You're welcome. Awesome. Okay. Well
thank you for all your fabulous stories today. Yes. You really brought it. Thank you. you I, thank you. Welcome. Thank you. It's thank always you. a pleasure. Okay, good. <laughs> and thank you guys for listening. Um, please. I just glitched. That was my five-second glitch. I didn't know what was happening. Um, follow us. Find us. Um, you can send stuff to us at truthfairiespod at gmail.com. And we are on Facebook and Instagram. Yes. And wherever else Subscri- we may be. Ticky talky. Ticky talky. Wiki walky. Re- uh, rate, review, share. Tell like, your mom. Tell your friends. Like, love. Whatever you want. Okay. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Truth Fairies Pod, and send us an email at truthfairiespod at gmail.com. Truth Fairies is hosted and produced by Brooke Flake and Jamie Garn. Original music by Greg Hale.